Hi, welcome everyone. It's Reality Check with Eileen. Uh, and I'm Eileen, and I know it's been a minute, uh, maybe two minutes. And today, I resurrected the equipment so I can introduce you to a special guest all the way from Germany. Nila, say hey. 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 So, Nila, I was thinking when I want, I've been talking about the podcast, and I've been thinking a lot of the war in Ukraine, and I was thinking a lot about Europe in general. And I thought, well, I have somebody from the area right here. So, if you don't mind, we were going to do a Q&A, pick your brain a little bit about what's going on with the young people in Germany, thoughts about Ukraine, and just life in general. So if you're willing, I'm going to shoot, and I'm going to start with Ukraine. Mm -hmm. What do you have? Any thoughts on, on what's going on there and what the young people might be thinking or feeling? Um, it's a scary situation right now. Uh -huh. um, I know friends of mine went to um, demonstrations and stuff against it. Um, I know that um, a lot of immigrants came to Germany already. Really? Um, yeah. In the cities. Well, that's not surprising. Poland was their first stop, right? And mm -hmm. so that makes sense that they would migrate further out because you can't saturate one country because the countries in Europe are like states here yeah. in the United States. So they're, you know, not that big. That would be like having 10 million new people coming to New Jersey. It would be an incredible. Uh, amount of, of people to facilitate, house, feed, shelter. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And you have friends that have been out there demonstrating. Yeah. Obviously, clearly uh, not in favor of a war and yeah. kind of uh, pro-Ukraine, anti-Russia mm -hmm. type yes. sentiment. Okay, G. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on this subject as our American young counterpart? <laughs> now, I know you've been keeping some tabs on social media. Yes, yes. Um, I think it can only escalate um, in the next few weeks, but then ultimately I think uh, that it has to, Putin has to retreat from. Okay, when you talk escalation, mm -hmm. you know, people are, as of today, this is what I heard, one of two. Things. One is nuclear, which nobody wants because yeah. that's not going to end well for anyone. And you're pretty convinced. Look at you. You can't see him, people, but he's shaking his head like, no, that's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. The other, the other resolution was to break up the Ukraine and give Russia a piece of it. That can't work either because um, they already took uh, Crimea, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And if they can take uh, Crimea and then they take a piece even of um, Ukraine, then they eventually they would just take all of Ukraine. They're exactly. Gonna... I mean, when I was hearing this as a resolution, I thought, well, that's like, yeah. you know, taking half of Florida and then eventually you're going to come back for the rest of it. Yeah. Or any, any, any territory, any land, any country. That's, think, that's um, really not a feasible, I don't think that's a feasible um, resolution to what's going on. I think it's got to be an all or nothing kind of situation. Yeah, I think either way Russia would lose. Um, they can advance and try and take um, Ukraine, 
Well, their army is not as strong as what uh, Putin had thought it was. He's been yeah. disappointed, to say the least. However, you took a country of civilians that had a very small military presence. Yeah. And then people that were doctors, lawyers, auto mechanics, clerks, men, able-bodied men, yeah. now were... Uh, you know, um, drafted. In, yeah, drafted, yeah. thrown into defending their country, and it seems like I'm not there, but it seems like what you see uh, the media portrays, nobody's crying or bitching about it. They all went, mm -hmm. they kissed their loved ones goodbye, family, wife, children, and they sent them to Poland initially for a safe haven, and they went back to defend their land, their country. So... I don't know. I, you know what? I hope it's over soon, and I hope that we are able to put enough uh, economic sanctions on the yeah, country we and the wealthy there. They're reconvening tomorrow as we speak today. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we're going to date ourselves because it's March 20th today. Yeah. And they're convening tomorrow, and they're going to amplify the sanctions that they have in place. So the ones that are there now mm -hmm. was like a dent. Uh, some of the companies pulling out. A lot like, of them, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it was another ding, but the the machine itself of Russia is still very alive and well. Yeah. Um, and I think that when you when you can get media out and you see young people like you and Giovanni, they seem to have the same sentiment that you do. You know, this is wrong. We're not for this. We didn't initiate this. We don't believe in it. And our hearts go after the people of the Ukraine. Yeah. 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 So you guys are going to be heading back to Germany in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You think you're going to find things a little bit different there? Or do you think it's going to be like where you left off yeah, I think a we'll month and a half ago? Yeah. Probably similar, I think. Um, we had a lot of um, refugees coming before from the Middle East. Mm-hmm. But you don't really um, notice it, um, so I think we're new and I'll be the same. Right, you don't think you'll see a, a larger influx of Ukrainians coming in? Mm. If they do, it's, it's a slow process. I mean, it's different when it's from Syria or Turkey. You can see there's you know, a big a, a difference in cultures and dress, but I think the Ukrainians fit in very seamlessly with the rest of uh, Europe, you know, for the, for the most part. So it's hard to really distinguish any kind of big shift or change, I think be you know, until process. you get settled back home for a while. And I think generally, at least the city where I live in, is um, very multicultural, so you don't really notice it too much. That's a good thing. What city are you from? Humboldt. Okay. Forget Berlin, we're going to Hamburg. <laughs> so that's awesome. So you're looking forward to getting back home. I know you've had a little bit of a stent here. Mm. And it's not our prettiest time of year. It's cold. We went through some 20 degrees all the way up to 70. So yeah. you've seen the, you know, us run the gamut here. Um, and uh, so we were going to talk about some other things in our hearts and thoughts and prayers go after the people of Ukraine. And I hope that we're able to put enough sanctions on uh, the country of Russia so that they stop what they're doing. But uh, ultimately, I think this is just the surface of the problem. And like you said, 
if you did this once or you get a piece of it now, yeah. you'll be back for second helpings. Mm -hmm. So we're going to hope that uh, there is some kind of, you know, I, I hate to say it, I'm not a, a political analysis type of person. I'm not, uh, you know, I have opinions like everybody else. Like they say, everyone has an opinion, like everybody has a belly button. But um, I think they have to remove Putin. I think that is going to be the only refuge for the country itself and for the people of the uh, free world. But I think that's impossible to do because he's set up uh, himself in power. She also, I think, believes that yeah. Putin needs to be removed, but I think that's impossible. If you remove him, uh, he has people in power that would stop that, or he, he doesn't have well, a democracy. you know, once his people are crippled financially, they're going to have no allegiance. But it's he, basically nobody, again, I'm not there, but my take on it is he really doesn't have friends. What he has yeah. are people that he's moved ahead politically, economically, and, you know, they've made money from him. But he did Russia's basically one big gas station and a bully. So these people have made their money. And once that's gone and there's no more water in the well, do you really see them staying and being an alliance with him? I, I don't see that. No, but he he's too powerful for that to like happen. He, you know what? He Every dog has their day. Hitler was very popular mm -hmm. and very powerful. And then he wasn't popular, but he was very powerful. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe Putin will do the same thing. Shoot himself in the mouth. I don't, you know. The, the only difference between then and now is we have nuclear weapons. So it's very yes. dangerous. Yes, yes. But be... you know what? Think about this. I know we watch a lot of shit on TV, Netflix, mm -hmm. but super futuristic shit from Marvel mm -hmm. to um, Tom Clancy novels that they yeah. turn into movies or Video, Robert yeah. Patterson. There, you know, there's this dark underworld that goes on and um, if he's not going to take himself out, maybe someone will take him out. Yeah, but that... And listen, his own people, his, not us. I'm not saying we're going to send Navy SEALs or yeah, Secret yeah. Service op, uh, you know, ops in there or we're going to send specialized hookers that are going to... But you know, I'm not saying yeah. that, but somebody, somebody will, you know what? There's always a price and a price tag. But more than ever, he has them in his hand. They mm. have no help from any you other nation. I don't know that I agree with that. I think that... They're irritated with him, definitely, but they have no choice. They, they're, they're we're stuck talking there. about the gangsters and oligarchs. The oligarchs. They're stuck with him. They they're have not stuck money. with him. Once, like I said, once you cut their their air off which is their money yeah we did that we did that. no no we didn't do enough yet we're good tomorrow is where they're gonna really figure out how to tighten the screws on mm -hmm. the money some more and what we did is we put a band-aid on a thing that needs stitches tomorrow they're gonna go in and see how they can eradicate this problem more but if we take all their money from them on, on the global economy and they're stuck with only the money that they have in Russia they're even more dependent on him. And he it's did. not money in Russia. That's it. Their money is not in, you know, the he, Russian bank has a lot the of ruble money. The ruble is useless right now. Yeah. But the problem is he prepared for this years ago by stockpiling on gold. And? And uh, crypto. cryptocurrencies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so if you're into mining crypto, this <laughs> has probably been like good news for you. Yeah. This has been good news for the CEOs and the board members of all the oil companies and the gas companies who have been gouging us and squeezing us by the uh, cojones, as they say. Um, but I think, ultimately, 
These people cannot live. They live very lavish lifestyles, okay? They cannot live without money to to run their daily lives. So he's ruthless. He killed them if he sensed that they were going to do something Not unless they kill him first. This is what I'm saying. He's too powerful. Listen, here's the best case scenario. Best case scenario. It's what I'm personally hoping for. Um, I think... When his people, then it's affecting them. You know, I'm talking about the thuggy people, not the common person who doesn't yeah. want this war, but the people who have been his biggest champions for, for good reason. Mm-hmm. It was their their supply, their money, their water, their air, everything they needed to live came from him. So they had a strong alliance with him. Once that's gone, and someone comes to you and says. Miela, we're taking everything. But I'll tell you what. If you find a way to get rid of this yeah, guy, I was just saying, yeah, I was thinking we'll, we'll let you keep what you have. But then... And this will just be between you and me. But then but, the problem... You know, you, these are people that are not like you and me. They're ruthless. The problem with that is there's interference there. That's what I was saying. The only way that's going to happen is if there's interference. That's an outlet. The way that it is right now, they have to eat off of his hand because they're cut <gasps> off from... If they, if tomorrow... Well, you know what? Say, listen... If the Russian oligarchs are nothing, they're phenomenal actors. Mm-hmm. They may act like they're eating out of his hand in front of him, mm-hmm. but believe you me, behind closed doors, they're figuring out how to get him the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. And they're not talking about him resigning. When he's gone, yeah. there'll be nothing left of them to come back. As long as it's solely a Russian-motivated plan, if they found out anyone interfered from outside, even like slightly... They would do some Listen, kind of drastic you know, retaliation. It, it was official. Uh, President of the United States actually, I don't know if he meant to do it or called was a, a yeah, called him a war criminal. I don't know if it was an intentional. Uh, two people asked him, a, I think two two reporters asked him, do you think that Putin is a war criminal? First he said The no. first one, he's like, no, no, no. I don't think he heard what was going on or maybe he's not as sleepy as people. Think he is, and by the time he took two steps and went said, to the next what? reporter, he turned around and he goes, "What? Yeah, was he a war criminal? Yeah, he's a war criminal." Mm-hmm. Once you declare that as an a NATO, uh, you know, we're not an ally of NATO. We are one of the five superpowers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once we say you're a war criminal, that's a green light to to have you held in the NATO court system as a war criminal. You're not part of the team, and you're going rogue, and you're, you know, they're taking out children, civilians, using some very dirty weaponry. So, um, yeah, if you, we said now he's a war criminal, he will be like Saddam Hussein. No, the only difference there is he's like Saddam Hussein wasn't in charge of a superpower. This is another superpower. This is not like... Look, even China is turning their back and going, look, slightly, guys. Yeah, yeah. Now, not slightly. Enough to say, Mm-mm, we don't want anything to do with this. Yeah, um, they dis... Unless they dis- behind their closed doors, they're yeah. like, hey, look, this is just for show. I saw a Chinese co- um, translation of the meeting with Biden and uh, Xi... I, I, I don't want to butcher his name, but there was an English translation and a... Chinese translation for their people. Which one? The did English you read? one, both of them. I didn't read the Chinese one, but um, okay, it was I didn't translated. Want to catch him with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, was, both of them. Yeah, it was translated, and so the English one 
says, yeah, we um, agree that this uh, thing isn't really good, but they think that it's America's fault, uh, ultimately, but they don't want how this war. How would it be our fault? How, how, because how, of how encroaching was on... No, no, no. There, you can't... Can you really... Mila, can we say that the United States had any part to play in Russia invading Ukraine? I personally think that Putin was waiting for the right moment, mm -hmm. the right reason to mm -hmm. attack again. That's what they say. Yeah. They attacked. Um, if our former, if our um, former president were still in office, yeah. this would have happened sooner, because I think it would have been like, ah, he's a genius. <laughs> he's he's protect. It would have not been. It wouldn't have had the gravitas that it has, and been so weighted. This is blatantly and clearly something horrific. And the last leader of the free world was so in love with him, I think he would have been like, yeah, he's a good guy. He's, a good, he's just protecting his country. I think it would have been poo-pooed. The fact that there's a new president, a new sheriff in town, this guy was probably just like sitting in his shitty pants, pissed off and said, you know, fuck it, we're going now. He was very hasteful, I think, in his decision, not thinking that everyone from McDonald's to cryptocurrency were going to, like, jump back and say, fuck you, you're on your own. Yeah. Well, but I think that... Um... How would you like to be the most hated human being in the entire world? Can you imagine? And he yeah. doesn't lose a wink of sleep, I'm sure. But he probably enjoyed that. That's probably part of his uh, power, like... To be hated is to be, right? Yeah, to be hated in Yeah, that's crazy. You know, we know what kind of psychopathic personality he was part of the KGB. I think his morals are definitely clear when you look at that. His morals are clear. Definitely doesn't. Here he has no morals. Exactly. When you're part of like, it's like the equivalent of an army soldier. Not really an army soldier. Are but you saying he was his own mother's throat? Is that what I'm hearing? I think you? so. I don't know. I believe <laughs> Look, so. Neil was like, "Yeah, I think he would do that." Okay. If it, if he needed to do it uh, for some kind of gain in power, I know he would do it. I don't believe he's married. He has like a girlfriend that has children from him. Oh. I'd be very scared of that man. Yeah. But the thing with the Chinese um, reporters, you're not going to be playing around with the pool boy if you're uh, <laughs> Vladimir Putin's side, you know, piece of ass over there. Yeah. He's a scary guy. He's he's like really. Da I... no good. You have some lemonade. Now I'm not thirsty. Drink lemonade. Drink lemonade now. Yeah. As you're like ah, falling into this pure drain all in there. Yeah. That is scary. It is. It is. I mean, I don't know what kind of woman wants to be with a man like that. You also have to have a similar personality, loving power. Yeah. You know, kind of like a millennial. Yeah, or or she's not in love and it's just a sadder situation where she's forced to be in that situation. I don't think anyone is forced to be with someone. These women usually... He's a dictator. No, I know, but you know what? You get your rocks off. Mm -hmm. He's got lots of money. He's going to take you on private planes. He's going to let you go on shopping sprees in Paris and Milan. Yeah. This is the good life. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the last president's wife, Melania. She knew what she was doing when she hooked up with this guy. Yeah. And when he ran for office and the world hated him. Yeah. You know, what did she say? I don't care about children. Okay. Yeah. You know, we don't care about you either. Yeah. These women don't care. There's a certain personality. 
You know, they go for the power because it makes them feel like they have their own conquest. Mm. I am most beautiful girl with Putin. Yeah, but that's also a product of her environment. She's basically brainwashed to be. You don't know that. You're her. speaking for some woman who's probably like, I don't care, stupid boy, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having maybe, you killed, maybe. I'm telling Vlad. Yeah, yeah. Vlad, <laughs> tell Giovanni, shut up. <laughs> but I think. Um... We don't know. I'm thinking quite the opposite of what you're thinking. I've only been around this block, like, you know. Yeah. About four times more than you. I, but think, I mean, like, I don't think of... these are scared, beautiful, frail women that are. Yeah. And the mother goes, "You're going with Vlad." Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to. No, please don't make me go. He's that man. Yeah. We need money. Go. Yeah. I don't think you know. These are women that went to him. They mm-hmm. gravitated. He had his pick. Yeah. That guy went out or he went clubbing, he's a big guy. Yeah. yeah. Riding horse with no shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? He he like he had his pick of the litter. He's like, Oh, she's nice. She likes my size. Look how tall. Yeah. I'm boss. Hello lady, I boss man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. on another note, what else is going on in Germany? Tell us what's happening there with the young people. Just trying to live your life, enjoy life. Yeah. Not too much. You like your new president, or no? That would be chancellor. You like the new chancellor? Mm. I voted for someone else. Ah. Um, okay. It's different than Merkel. For like since I'm a young, very young, uh-huh. Merkel was always there. the chancellor. So yeah. It's still weird to see them as our chancellor. So is there like term limits there? For chancellor, or mm-hmm. she stepped down. She just didn't yeah. run again. Yeah. Well, should. you can always like uh, go to my ear from from Israel. Something empowering about these women, especially you know when they're in power and they can port themselves, and the country's peaceful and prosperous. You know, it's just a soothing, steady, constant thing. But I think that the new chancellor seems to be, you know, NATO friendly. Doesn't seem to be doing any crazy stuff. He's not a hesitant on not, the whole. Not too far to the right, not too far to the left. Yeah. You know, he was definitely hesitant in the meeting with um, Biden about the whole pipeline thing. He was definitely like, oh, we are, we're gonna shut down this pipeline to Germany. Okay. He seemed a little hesitant, but I mean, he still did it. So yeah, maybe you know. Yeah, he was hesitant because um, what the party worries about, I think, is that it will mostly affect the poor people in Germany first mm-hmm. when the gas prices go up, and they um, promise to not make the poor people more poor to fight for the poor people. So it was, I think that's why they were hesitant. I saw something oh. about that also. That's interesting. Which doesn't make him such an ogre now, yeah. does it? No, See? I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, gas companies right now are thriving. There, there may be a shortage down the road, but um, here a couple of states have absorbed the state tax portion of the gas per gallon, uh, which is going to inevitably not be good. Because what it's going to do is people will be filling up and using the reserve. 
until there's really going to be, we're going to do odd and even numbers on license plates like they did when I was a child back in the 70s. That's how you had to get your guess, by the last number on your license plate. Odd numbers one day, even numbers the next. Mm. That was crazy. That was um, interesting. And history has a, a habit of repeating itself because nobody learns from it. Nobody learns from the mistakes that were made in the past to prevent them from the future. They, it takes, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, but here we are. You know, it's, again, the whole yeah. Russian situation. It's not any different than the Soviet Union or the... Uh, Cold War or something. Yeah, it, you know, things are still the same, same bullshit. People don't grow up. They're playing in the same dirty sandbox, which is now a litter box, which is littered with shit. It's, you know, and they're all comfortable playing in there. Gas companies are benefacting. They have more profits than ever. They could cut us a break. Mm -hmm. Right? But no. They're yeah. going to wait for the government to absorb the tax, which is that tax money on the gas goes to a fund for road repair, like mm -hmm. our toll money does. So what we're going to do is we're going to deplete that money, and then when your roads are all shitty and the bridges are ready to crumble, they're going to say, we don't have any money in the budget mm -hmm. for that. It's done. So... That, you know, you have to be careful. Not everything is so easy to solve. Not every solution is going to be good for long and short term. So it's, it's complicated. And people think that being in politics is an easy thing. It's not easy. And what makes it harder is trying to make everyone happy because you want to be reelected. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's very difficult. Nothing's clear cut. Yeah. All right. So I think... You guys, when you go back to Germany, don't burn anything down. <laughs> don't get yourself arrested during yeah, the no, protests. Yeah. Behave yourselves. <laughs> and what else is going on? That it? You excited for your trip, G? Second time yeah. there? Yeah, I think it'll be really nice. It's going to be really fun. Okay. I'm much closer to Russia now. <laughs> Oh, Lord, this is the guy who... Oh, let's speak about that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Since I'm going to close this with something a little lighter. And that is, what an influence you have been on him, Neela. How many new foods has he tried this trip around while you were here? Way more than he had last time in, when he was in Germany, right? Yeah. He made a lot of progress. Yeah, don't... Yeah, she has this thing where she strokes his cheek. <laughs> When he's bad or dissident to me, uh -huh. she just strokes his like I mean so mean she says mean things to you. <laughs> She's a horrible you how do you do this? <laughs> Neela, do you have any thoughts on how do I do it? Never mind him. Do you wonder how I do it? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm impressed. So we got um and I'm gonna say I, I'm not endorsing anything, but I had a Beyond Burger today with the guy. And I am a big, big meatitarian. I love meat. I can eat protein, just a whole plate of meat. I don't need a salad, vegetables. I'm really actually pretty bad. Not as bad as Giovanni because I do eat them. I just don't enjoy them. I enjoy meat. So I wanted to have a burger experience with Neela. So I go like, you compromise. I'll get a Beyond Burger. And I'm now a convert. I would buy that rather than a regular burger to help the methane emissions <laughs> yes, from, yes. from the dirty cows. I can eat meat, especially spring and summer. I have my grill out. 
You don't even have to grill these things. They were awesome in the broiler. Yeah. They they have red juice because they use beets in there. And um, I, I was tasting, I think I figured out what that authentic meat flavor mm-hmm. was. There's this thing they sell, the little jar, it's called liquid smoke. You can mm-hmm. add a drop or two to your barbecue and it gives it a smoky flavor. I mm-hmm. think that is a secret ingredient in that shit. Maybe. I'm not sure. But it was the the texture was amazing. The taste was the they really found a way to make a hamburger and fool even me, yeah. a meatitarian. It was good. We got nice brioche buns. We got nice mescaline salad. Man, I made a secret sauce. I can't tell you. Yeah. I'll have to kill you. And uh, it was. Really I had two sauce. of them. They were good. Mm-hmm. They were good. And if you get quality ingredients to put on that thing. Boy, it was it was awesome. So I'm gonna thank Neela for converting <laughs> me to now Beyond Burgers. Uh, I'm gonna start making those for people, and not telling them. What do you yeah. think? They wouldn't even know. No. I think I'll have to get a job with Beyond Burger. I'm gonna have to be their new uh, <laughs> podcast slash TikTok uh, endorser. So anyway, on that note, I'm gonna leave you guys out. And remember, I close every podcast with saying do a random act of kindness for someone and you have uh every time you get up you have a chance to fulfill that that goal so be kind and uh be especially kind to people who uh are you know going through stuff right now you may not even know it but just by being pleasant and smiling at someone you could be the difference between them having the worst day uh to an okay day So random acts of kindness and be kind. Peace out. Hey, everyone. This is my solo maiden voyage. So welcome to Reality Check with Eileen. I am Eileen, and uh, I've been omnipresent on TikTok. Um, It's a much shorter, quicker platform. So... uh, I said, you know what, I really, really, my heart is is in podcasting. It's what I love to do, and um, I miss it. The problem is I am so busy with work and this, that, and the other thing, and it is a lot more time-consuming than a three-minute TikTok on the way to work or wherever I may get inspired for a whole uh three minutes but um i'm gonna try and do this on my own my partner in crime my producer my editor giovanni has fled the u.s and gone to germany so he's in pursuit of personal happiness and um finding himself growing so we wish him a lot of luck um He was coming back in June, and then I heard through other family members that uh, probably not till till, uh, December. So we're wishing Giovanni the best, and I hope things are everything you expected and better, and you're, you know, it's nice. When you're young, you should do your traveling, and you're getting all these experiences in, Um, but... The world is different now. I mean, 
This is advice I would have given to myself uh, decades ago. And now when I look back, you know, we're always busy, a different kind of busy. These kids are not busy like we were busy. We were busy trying to be adults, making money, spending money, meeting people, uh, falling in love, having relationships, working to party. You know, it was just different. I mean, we thought we were just, I don't know, we were different breed, different, different breed. So today's people are on the eyes first glaze. They don't appear to be working like we were because we were brick and mortar workers. And now these people are, young kids are finding themselves, you know, at their parents' expense in the parents' house where, you know what, if I didn't want to get out uh, to become and start being an adult so soon, um, I would have mixed the best of both worlds, what they're doing now and what we did then. But, eh, case of Rasara, we're here, he's there, and I am trying to uh, do the podcast thing solo. So I'm not on his computer program. Um, you may have noticed, I don't do a lot of editing. I asked him to stop. When I first started, he was doing a lot of editing. And I decided, you know, I really do my best work when I'm just freestyling me, the headset, and the microphone. So I stopped editing and I figured, okay, well, he's gone and I'm, I can't wait for him to come back because it's holding my creative energy back. And then I'm not doing something that brings me great joy. So I had to come up with a way to figure uh, this out around around the circumstances. Okay, so I'm on my Anchor app. My phone is my computer and I have no, no headset. So this is uh, very light, very compact. And I hope that this works out because if it does, then I've found the answer to all my problems. Uh, that being said, there is a war in Ukraine going on at this time as I'm recording this podcast in uh, May of 2022. And if you're listening to this, you're very well aware of it. There was also some breaking news that Putin has stomach cancer and was having surgery for it. Um, I don't know what that means for the war, for the Russians, for the Ukraines. Um, it was a savage, unprovocated invasion. And it's interesting because when you speak to the older Russians, 50 and up, they are 110% behind Putin. They think that he needed to do this. I don't know why. And then the younger generation, we're not even talking about the poor, you know, the kids. We're talking about teenagers, 20-something, 30-something-year-olds, 40-something-year-olds. They think that it was just horrific. So you now over there, like here in the United States, have a divided country, but for different reasons. There, they're divided because one group thinks that the leader is deranged and evil, and the other set is just living in the past, and this is what you do with the Soviet Union, the USSR, 
you just follow your leader blindly into hell. So, you know, Russia is, uh, the ruble is worth nothing. All of this, four continents in, in um, solidarity with the Ukraine. And uh, they've stopped buying Russian oil and more, more countries to jump on board with that. Uh, we've stopped all their finances, all their real estate holdings. And it's, you know, squeezing them out financially so the oligarchs are not quite as rich as... It's like kind of you and me if we buy cryptocurrency. One minute we're rich, next minute we're broke. So now the oligarchs are not quite as wealthy as they were two months ago. So I hope they appreciate that from, you know, the gift that keeps on giving. But he made them rich. I guess they don't care if he makes them broke. They figure he'll probably resurrect himself uh, and, and they'll all be all okay. Except for the real estate holdings that many of these oligarchs have. In our country, Miami, New York, New Jersey, Texas, they are on hold right now. The Ukrainian people, God bless them, weren't exactly prepared for this. I'm sure they have an army like every other country. I'm not sure what that entails, if they have a, a navy thing, a marine thing, whatever, if it's just one one armed force with different divisions. Um, it was very sparse and thin, and you now have young men and women bearing arms, picking up arms, learning how to make Molotov cocktails to defend their, their country, their home, their freedom. Uh, the pictures that we're getting, it's an atrocity to say the least. When you see a teddy bear on the street just soaked in blood, you, you can't even imagine. Holes through buildings, the, the bombardment of uh, airstrikes have been relentless. But the Ukrainian people are truly, truly resilient and uh, are... Our hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to every single one of the people of the Ukraine. Their president has shown great tenacity and heart. He has not run. People told him to leave. You'll be safe. He will not leave his people. Uh, I believe, and I believe in my heart, and I hope and I pray that when this is over, the Ukraine will still be sovereign, and it is my belief and my hope that Russia will be very, um, as they're morally bankrupt, they'll be financially bankrupt. And that segues into the next, next thing here on my brain, the electric car. Um, Russia is just a big bully gas station, kind of like the Middle East. When you take the oil cartel and the Russian oil off the table and we don't need it as much except to manufacture uh, products that contain oil, petroleum, 
most of their usage goes into making gasoline. So tons of electric cars out there. They're all ranges. They're just as affordable as a combustion gas engine car. I'm in the midst of trying to purchase one. I know what I want, the Iconic 5 from Hyundai. I know, Hyundai. See, I am not a bougie girl. I'm going for this car because it, it got great reviews. It's right up there in road and track, and it has a 100,000-mile 10-year warranty on the battery. Um, so I am trying desperately to get my hands on one of those. So that's in the works. When that actually happens, I will uh, be talking about that. So I can't wait. Um, but the bigger problem here is oil consumption. We are held hostage. We have had wars. We have sent our soldiers to war over oil. And, you know, it, it seems like oil has been at the uh, root of a lot of bad things. Not to mention the pollution that it creates. Drilling, fracking, pulling out, processing, transporting. I mean, people talk about coal being a dirty fuel. I have to tell you, I'm no scientist, but the, the process of getting oil out from the ocean floor or the ground and the, from there to marketplace in whatever form, plastic bag, uh, plastic wrap, gasoline, petroleum jelly, lube, whatever it is that we use uh, the oil for, it's, a, it's really a, a very polluting, filthy process. It's not good. It just is not good. It's not good for, for us. It's not good for the environment. So I think, I think, you know, I hope that by 2035, there will be very few gas cars on the road. Um, and then there are people who say, oh, yeah, but you have a lithium battery. That's going to be worse to get rid of. I think that they're working on refurbishing, restoring, and extending the life of those batteries. So it's not going to be as horrific. Uh, so that's okay. We have that going for us. And my next topic, which is really, really got a, a bug up my ass, is our Supreme Court in extreme secrecy decided decided by a five to four decision obviously you know uh the four who chose to not overturn roe versus uh wade but um clarence thomas i believe he was the supreme court judge who had pubic hairs in his coke and uh, Kavanaugh, I believe he was date raping girls in uh, college. Alito, who, you know, I don't even know what to say. Roberts, who has taken up the religious, right wing, righteous temperament uh, of the country. And now he's, you know, the courts have been slowly digging at the Ninth and Fourteenth Amendment. I think their hope is to overturn that. Uh, these are amendments who have been in place 
We're up to 27 now, I believe. So 9 and 14 have been around for over 50 years. They go well back. And the court has been positioned to reflect the temperament, the political climate of the evangelist, right-wing, white conservative groups uh, with no, no regard for consequences to the uh, less fortunate, whether it's economical uh, uh, or racially uneven playing field. So with that said, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But you can't have an opinion when you pull a law and make something that's an opinion illegal, okay? It's my opinion that I like edibles and I used to like to light up a bong every once in a while. It was my right, my choice, but it was not legal until recently. Um... Same thing with abortions. I am not of childbearing age. When I was, I had no intentions or desire to really get pregnant, and I didn't. So, you know, the fact that I'm gay probably had a little something to do with that. But uh, seriously, on a serious note, to take someone's rights away, and it's kind of ironic, you're taking the right of a woman away, but you're giving a zygote, which is the size of a lima bean with no brain and no neuron connections going on. They don't feel pain. They don't think. You, you know, this whole thing is over really being able to terminate a pregnancy in the first trimester. The first trimester. Okay? First trimester. We're not saying kill a, a fetus that's got a brain, lungs developing... Heart, we're talking about a zygote. No brainstem connected to any neurons. It has no feeling, no thought. So, um, what do you do with that? They, that has rights, but the women carrying that do not. That's a problem. That is really a problem. And... I don't know if the justices went to medical school, if they, they know what they're talking about, or they're making their decision based on a religious feeling, a feeling of, uh, what should I say? Uh, they're feeling that it's, it's wrong to take a life. Those little babies, zygotes, are not really a life quite yet. Um... Here's the solution. Why don't we just let men get vasectomies because they're reversible. And until a woman decides that she wants to have a child with you, you cannot have that reversed. How about women take control over what's going on? So um, I have more to say on this subject. You know, I, children who get gunned down in school have no rights. But a little zygote in utero, you're giving rights to and taking rights away from an adult. My big thing here, and I'm going to say this with my entire heart and soul. When I believe in something, in a cause, I will back my mouth up with actions. 
okay? I am a big proponent of electric cars because I like to have cleaner air because when we had COVID and people were on lockdown for just, just three, four weeks, the world was shut down and the planet was thriving. So we can do better just with the one, one, one thing. Get the gas cars off the road. They're polluters. They're polluters. I'm not worried about the cow shit that is having methane emissions ruining our planet. That's, that's really, you know what? Let's deal with real problems, not cow shit. Car emissions. When we had COVID, the entire globe was clean, like it hadn't been in years. So we can do this. We can achieve this. This is not something that is unattainable. I am giving up my gas car to the hardtop convertible, and I love it. I like a sedan, and I'm getting a an electric car, which I will love just as much, but it's not really me. But I can't talk shit and not put my money where my mouth is. That's how you roll. That's how you work. So I'm saying this to say that if you do not think that a woman has the right to to choose if she wants to bring a life into this world, and you think that they should be carrying these children to term and then dropping them off into orphanages and foster care, which is going to be an astronomical expense on the system, whether it's state or private, then they're going to need more funding from the government, and then the state government's going to ask for more money from the federal government, and then the Republicans who wanted to repeal Roe versus Wade is going to blame the Democrats for not knowing how to spend money and the states needing more money to house, feed, and clothe these poor, unfortunate children. So I'm saying this, all of you advocates that want to take away a woman's right to choose and give it to a zygote with no brain, once these things become full little humans and they're dropped off into a foster system, and I don't know how many of these right-wing radical religious fanatics have come up through the foster system, because I'm pretty sure very few have. Um, It's not easy. Kids don't have a lot of toys, their own little bathroom and a bedroom. They share, and sometimes they're in there with not nice other kids who just take their shit. You don't have hugs and kisses and... Uh, s'mores in the backyard and camping trips. No, a lot of people that foster children do it for the extra money. It's an economical decision, not something that comes from the goodness of their heart. Then we have the other psychological part of this. You come into this world knowing that you were given up because someone didn't even want you. We don't have enough problems now with mental health 
but we're going to throw a grenade into society down the road. Which brings me to another point, not to get off this tangent. Our country here has been on pins and needles over the Trump era, under the Black Lives Matter. Racism has been at an, uh, an all-time high, maybe higher than it was during Jim Crow. Things seem like they were just simmering again instead of bubbling. And what did the Supreme Court go and do? And Clarence Thomas is not your average black man. He's a, uh, what I would call an Uncle Tom. But what did they go and do, those white guys? They went and pulled the pin on a grenade and threw it out there to rile up the country and divide our country once again. Is that what we appointed the Supreme Court to do? To go back and rummage through the archives of things that were done, settled, debated, voted on? Is that what we put them in there for? A lifetime appointment for them to go and destroy? Why don't you start with the, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment? Guns is a problem. Why should that be in the Constitution that you have the right to bear arms? Why don't we go in and rip that shit out? No, we're going to pick on women and then we're going to create a lot of sad, hurt, and disturbed young children growing up. Orphans. Orphans. Who's going to take these kids home? Because I'll tell you what, I'd like to start with every single congressman, representative, and senator that's a Republican that thinks they're going to vote on their state level to ban abortions, I say we start with them, their friends and their families, and everybody that goes to their church. We give each one of them their own child. Let them love them and raise them and buy them clothes, feed them, educate them buy them little phones, expensive sneakers, computers, cars, pay for their college tuition. Well, then I'd be all in for this overturning Roe v. Wade. There you go. We have a solution. Men, you can get vasectomies. And for the ones that slip by, all the Republican families and all their church friends can go get a child, take it out of the foster system and orphanages and give it a loving home and let that child know that it's special. It was handpicked by them. Holy Christ. You know what? This country sounds closer to Gilead from The Handmaid's Tale than it does the U.S. of A., where people came to escape religious persecution to find democracy where you could make good on your your dreams. This is not the land of dreams. This is not the land of milk and honey anymore. We are full-fledged Handmaid's Tale Gilead. So maybe we should start calling the Supreme Court the nine commanders. That's not fair because the women over there, they don't want to vote for this shit. This is not their wheelhouse. This is strictly, of course, white men telling every woman that they own them, their body, you are chattel, and I will decide what you're going to do. 
And for those of you who are not married, you're morally depraved. And if you get yourself in a bad spot, now you have to deal with the consequences. But the problem is, their consequences are not just their consequences. It's going to be the consequences of children. Children, you're, I can't believe that, you know what? There's got to be a better solution, people. Leave the past in the past. It was done. We need to move on and let, you know what? There's got to be more important things we can deal with than Roe versus Wade. Has to be more important things to decide in the fucking Supreme Court. Why would you go back 50 years and repeal the 9th and the 14th Amendment? Why? Work on gun laws. Repeal the right to bear arms. Nobody but the military and the police should have the right to bear arms. So on that note, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this out. I'm going to see how it goes. And uh, hopefully this is good. Hopefully this is good. I hope it gets where I need it to go. Thanks for your ear. Remember, as I always say, uh, do a random act of kindness for somebody uh, especially a stranger. It could mean the world to them. You could be the whole difference between them going home feeling okay that they can take another day on versus they just don't feel like anybody cares and they're not that important. We're in a really, really um, wicked space here, globally, globally. So anything that any of you can do to put a smile on somebody else's face please do okay thank you so much again peace out prayers to the ukraine and prayers to the women of the united states god bless you all